Resolve to see more movies in the new year at the Alamo Drafthouse. This week's screenings include Thursday is your last day to catch the Bohemian Rhapsody sing-along on the big screen. Bridget Jones's Diary, Thursday, January the 24th. Dragon Ball Super Broly winds down its theatrical run this Thursday, Friday, and next Tuesday. Let There Be Brunch screening of 2010's True Grit on Sunday, January 27th. To Kill a Mockingbird on Sunday, January 27th. The Silence of the Lambs, Monday, January 28th. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Movie Party on Monday, January the 28th. The Heat, A Kitchen Revolution on Wednesday, January 30th. Best in Show on Thursday, January 31st. And Don't Be Shy Karaoke in the Backlot on Wednesdays from 7 to 10 p.m. All that plus this weekend's new releases, the Best of 2018 menu, and more. Find showtimes and purchase tickets online at drafthouse.com springfield and find all the special events at the Alamo Drafthouse on Facebook by searching Alamo Springmo and clicking on the events page. This is the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, January the 24th. We are coming to you from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with ComingSoon.net and other sites that I contribute to. And joining me today in the room, we've got... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Good up. We've got Oops. manufactured energy in here today. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's bring it back down. All right, let's take a look. Woo. This is going to be a fun show. I just have a feeling. I don't Say know it, and it makes it true. There you go. Whether you believe it or not, <laughs> it's going to happen. We'll have fun. <laughs> Either way. Reality. Can't we, say that for the listeners, but we're going to have a blast. <laughs> well, let's take a look. Let's do what we do. Let's take a look at a few of the headlines in film. Uh, not a whole lot. We're going to spend some time talking the Oscars this week. But before we do, let's take a look at the top five at the box office from last weekend. Surprising no one. Glass debuted at number one. Might be a little bit surprised. They made $40.5 million. Who here has seen Glass? Uh-uh. Nope. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, no, just, chirp. No, just my right. son. There you go. Glass debuting at number <laughs> one. <laughs> That's all we need to say about that. I've heard both that it's underwhelming and that, oh my gosh, so good. And then, no, it isn't. Shut up. So, <laughs> Was that a couple that seen the movie yeah, together? Yeah, just reading oh, okay. all the comments about it. Okay. Yeah, over the weekend. <laughs> Shut uh, your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it's going to fall off quickly. I have a feeling it will. Uh, at number two, sliding down to number two, making another $15 million, The Upside. That's hanging Anybody in there. Anybody seen that one yet? Mm-mm. No, nope. I want to see it this week. I have a, a short list this week that I'm going to surprise my husband with because he loves it. When I say, <laughs> hey, we need to see all these movies in like two days. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get on in? it. So no plans. <laughs> yeah. At number three, again, dropping just a little bit, taking in another $10 million is Aquaman. Now we've seen that. We've seen that. David, have you seen that yet? Nope. You still haven't seen what Aquaman? What are you even doing I with your time? Well, no, well I, I know together, what you're know doing with doing your time. Now. Never He's mind. We're going to talk about that later. For this next conversation. <laughs> 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 bringing the facts to it. Uh, Aquaman staying at number three. And this one surprised me. Uh, number four, debuting at number four, earning just shy of $10 million. Dragon Ball Super Broly, the anime feature at number four. A lot of that 
coming right here from Springfield. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> How many millions is that? Uh, it's all of the millions, about millions seven point no, but really, it's done very well here, which we knew. I mean, yeah. we knew it would, but yeah, we, we added another week. I was going to say, I saw that you added mm-hmm. more shows again. So, yep. you know, my brother last night said he came and saw it here, and he's like, I loved it. So. Yeah, that's what I haven't heard anything yeah. bad about it, other than why isn't it subbed? Well, because that's, that's what, you what we were given. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, it's showing that at certain times of the year, at least, there's an audience for this that will come out and support it. So congratulations to everybody involved with that. And at number five, rounding out the top five, making another $7.5 million, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So Aquaman and Spider-Man hanging tough in the top five still after a month or so in release. And then a couple of newer films are in there as well. We have it on here that we're going to talk Oscar nominees right now, but we're going to hold on to that because we're going to maybe put David's that off still till crunching next numbers. Week. He is so literally, <laughs> he has got a calculator. <laughs> I have never seen, you know, people say there's <laughs> no math and creative <laughs> jobs, but David has proven us wrong right now. And I only wish we had a camera in here. So we're going to give you time to continue to plug those numbers in while he's doing that. We'll move on to a few more pieces of business. This one. Okay. So, it's not from The Onion, but an Onion-like spoof mm. headline made its way out onto social media that read, and I quote, Tom Holland accidentally uploads the entire Avengers 4 movie to Twitter. What? <laughs> Which is a play on the fact that the Spider-Man actor has a bad habit of <laughs> dropping spoilers during press <laughs> interviews. The best part was Holland's response. He, uh, His official Twitter account went to that uh, that headline and wrote, quote, this actually stressed me out for a second. I was like, "Shit, did I?" <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that, I love that. that. <laughs> Which is great because uh, I mean, how many times have you? Well, maybe just me. Like that. <laughs> accidentally done that something is, on. Did social I do media. that? I might have done that. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that on Twitter, and I I laughed hard about that. I was yeah. like that. That's just how goofy that kid is. Yeah, He's it's awesome. great that he can own that and be like, "I might have done that." <laughs> Let me go back and check. I don't know. Maybe I did. I deleted it. Uh, <laughs> new in theaters this week, The Kid Who Would Be King. It's another uh, King Arthur-type young adult s- version of the King Arthur story. Um, I want to see it. It's got it, Patrick Stewart in it. It looks good. Sure does. Um, yeah, we got we got swords and a rock to, like, you know, for a photo op. Were you, you going to add here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. The kitchen. And That's Serenity. <laughs> And Serenity, which has nothing to do with the Firefly TV show. This is a different Serenity. Or the 2005 movie. Yes, different movie, different different thing altogether. This has got Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway and Jason Clark, which sounds good. Mm-hmm. It sounds good. But <laughs> then you read the rest of the description, and you're like, well, uh, maybe not so much. Right, or see the um, trailer. So I guess she's trying, she, Anne Hathaway, is trying to get her ex-husband, Matthew McConaughey, to take her new husband or new boyfriend or whatever he is jason clark out on his fishing boat and throw him in the sea i guess i mean <laughs> it's i imagine there's a lot of current and ex you know, spouses that want to do that to each other so that that alone is i buy it but i don't know actually it, going through with it yeah well that feels it like doesn't a stretch look like a very good film no it doesn't <laughs> look good at all. got some kind of uh, boating license or something because he's, <laughs> he's like on a boat in a few of his movies i so. think he's, he's got it written into his contract now like <laughs> I'll be in your movie if you put me on a boat. I get at least one scene on a I boat. I definitely can't be wearing a shirt, though. Yeah, he will not be wearing a shirt. That's he'll, a hard well, he'll pass. have it on, but it'll be unbuttoned. Yeah, it'll all be the unbuttoned. Yeah. 
you know, just to keep his shoulders warm and maybe <laughs> yeah, because playing, his shoulders get maybe cold. Sometime, <laughs> he gets at some chill. point he plays the bongos and that's all he needs. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Uh, that's what's new in theaters. The special programming, though, this week at the Alamo Draft House. We're going to finish out the rest of January. I know next Thursday is January 31st, but feels like a good time to finish out really January. Does. And then we can talk February next week, maybe? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, to Thursday is the last day to catch the Bohemian Rhapsody sing-along on the big screen. That so is. if Get you haven't here. come out here and sang along with it yet. Get your glow stick on <laughs> if you don't sing. Which is me. Either or, seeing or glow stick, or both. Yeah. yeah. I'm just riding around with me throughout the day when I'm in the car. And <laughs> exactly. Sing along now you're going to do it in a theater with other folks. <laughs> I'm really good at the stomp, stomp, clap. I mean, I can do the, you know, but. You can, you just, you can keep <laughs> the rhythm, the but you can't carry a tune. There like you. a metronome. <laughs> yeah, that's what they called me in high school. <laughs> but nobody called me that. It's actually not even close to what they called me. <laughs> <laughs> Something nicer? No. No. No, if only it was metronome. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to, we could stretch out on the couch, have some therapy session here. Yeah. I'd take it. <laughs> uh, as long as they call me, I didn't care. And Bridget they Jones' didn't. Diary is on <laughs> Thursday. It's... <laughs> <laughs> We're digging up the past. All right, Bridget Jones' Diary Thursday at seven o'clock. Uh, uh, Dragon Ball whoop. Super Broly winds down its theatrical mm-hmm. run Thursday, Friday next week on Tuesday. So if you haven't had a chance to see the number four film in America, you've got a few more days to yeah. get out and check it out, and maybe longer. This, yeah, maybe this depending on how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. up to number just three. Bad it. Uh, the brunch screening this time around instead of it being. Uh, in the past, it's been Victorian uh, yeah, kind know, of a, a little you know, bit. We had we had some female skewing yeah. audience titles, and then we're like, "But let there be brunch." Is about just wanting to see some good movies and eat some good food, and a good movie is most things with Jeff Bridges. So, so we are screening True Grit, the 2010 version of True Grit, not the. 60s version. No, we did that one last year, and we'll probably bring it back again. But this one is really good. It is. So, yeah, I don't, I don't usually think, especially when there's so much time between the original and a remake. I'm like, no, get that out of my face. But this time they proved me wrong. Yep, it's a good film, and so you can catch that on Sunday at noon here at the Elmo Draft House. If you don't make it out for brunch, if you've got other obligations on your Sunday morning, come out at one o'clock or. I say 1 o'clock. Yeah. I think 1 o'clock sold out. I 1 o'clock they're... sold out, and then we added a 5 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Come check out. 4 o'clock. Out. So sorry. I'm the worst. That's all right. Yes. <laughs> At some point, you'll want to come out and come check Come on by out. and see what's happening. Uh, <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, you guys are screening that on Sunday mm-hmm. as well. It's exciting to see, because when I, when I started here, there were a couple of different audiences I wanted to reach, and one of them was... Uh, People who want to come see classic cinema. Yep. And we're finally realizing that. Finding that we, audience. Yeah. So we're going to start adding. We're starting a signature series locally where it's just classic cinema every month because of this response. That's so great. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. And it's been, probably been a while mo- mm-hmm. for most people. Probably it's been since, what, sophomore English class for yeah. some folks. Yeah, whenever they <laughs> Since they've to seen To Kill a Mockingbird. Yep. And it's funny because it's one of those films that you had to watch, so yep. you didn't really care. But mm-hmm. then if you watch it now, you're like, wow, that was a good movie. Yeah, I should have paid attention right? in school for that three days that it took trying, to watch I remember it. trying to get through that book. It was, And I love to read. And I was like, come on. Yeah. It's like thicker than my arm. It was, yeah. You know what else is a good movie from a book? 
that the book's okay, but the movie's much better, uh-huh. is Monday night. You guys are screening it at 6.40, The Silence of the Lambs. It is. And I watched this before I read it and thought, this is really good. I bet the book no, kills. And then I read the book and I'm like, mm. yeah, the I mean, it was, much better. it was fine. And I or, read I'm the sorry, whole the movie's better. <laughs> Excuse me, movie's better. Book's not yeah, so good. You, you don't hear that very often, but yeah. I agree with you. This film, I think it's funny because... Is Anthony Hopkins is only in the movie for like six minutes total? Right. Is that what they yeah. say? Like, I barely. think it was like six minutes right Just at barely six more time than Sam Rockwell's in Vice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Embarrassing. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, careful, don't trigger him yet. We gotta, yeah, we gotta get through the rest of this. Okay. You better bring it hard because <laughs> you are lacking in content thus far. Okay, I got I'm giving, it. I'm giving him time over there. Because you I'm a, this is my last set of data that I'm putting in. Okay, I'm giving you time. Data. And then on uh, Monday night, if The Silence of the Lambs is not your cup of tea, you guys are having a movie party for Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, and it's got great props. And like... <laughs> It's one of our, I feel like it's one of our most badass movie parties. Plus, the movie is just badass. Yeah, right. The movie's yeah. tons of fun. Right. I think it's the coolest Edgar Wright movie, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's with Baby Driver right. existing. Like, it's just cool and fun. And when it first came out, no one went. It was yeah, yeah. I remember my theater uh, in my hometown didn't even get it, and I was like, "Why not? What are you doing?" Uh, I guess it wouldn't have done well, um, mm-hmm. but. I remember when that movie came out, I had to travel to Warrensburg to uh, mm-hmm. check it out. Loved it. Just the colors, the story, the pacing, the humor, the way they edited it. Uh, like if you had a live action Dragon Ball Super right. Z movie. Uh, Super I know Z. it's not Super Z. That's I was saying not what it's any called. of them. Wow. I'm aware. I know all of wow. that stuff. We're sorry, listeners. To leave your Super comments. Pro- call, yes. <laughs> call the hotline. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super We Dragon will not Ball, allow Dragon David Ball. anywhere near an anime title. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I watched that when I was a little kid, you know. Enough. Not like Enough. you can continue to. Yeah. David. Like, <laughs> like taking the show. 23. I'm going to go um, and backstep. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim gives you so Let's much that you over. didn't even know you wanted. Yeah. You're just like, oh my God, that's amazing. Why has so, someone not done so this before? Uh, do you remember that Dragon Ball uh, Z movie that came out, the live action one? That was no. garbage? No. Oh, that's good. It sounds like I remember direct, it. It sounds like a direct to video. You probably type repressed thing. it. It went out in theaters. It was horrible. Really? Uh, what does this have to do with Scott Pilgrim? Well, I was going what to say doing? a lot of people, when they saw Scott Pilgrim, they were like, this is what we want from like a Dragon Ball Z movie. That first interaction, that battle between the uh, pirates are in this year, that fella, mm-hmm. uh, the first evil ex, and Scott. Like that cool interaction, all the colors, like them lighting up, everything about that. It's exactly what people wanted from that type of film, like getting an actual live action anime, uh, since, you know, that was the manga was. It, what it was based on. Right. So, yeah, Edgar Wright really nailed that aesthetic. Uh, so, come out, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Get your cool seven props. coins. Yeah, get your seven. <laughs> nice. Ooh, coins. <laughs> and your Lumitons. Yeah. Those things are pretty kick ass. Yeah. I Maybe think. you can have a sexy face, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Tell us a little bit about what you guys have going on on Wednesday night. I This is. Some, I'm very excited about because this. it, well, it's kind of. You're bringing evolving, in some guests, so to speak. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's the Heat of Kitchen Revolution, and it's about um, these female chefs, like seven of them, and like just a fast-paced, crazy industry. Uh, anybody who's watched any of these kitchen shows, like I'm fascinated with them because as much as I like to dabble in the kitchen, I like to do it on my own time and not be told what to do. So, but they have to like bring it hard every single day. And so we have, um, we're going to have cat chef cat with Missouri spirits here. Um, Heather Zamuda, our 
backlot manager is going to be here. Um, we're going to have a panel discussion afterwards, but it's just a, a little documentary about that industry, um, focusing on these seven women. And then we're just going to do a, like a Q and a afterwards. That's for, fantastic. I know, I'm really Man. excited. I, I always want to do this stuff. Like I love docs and I want to bring people in to talk about them all of the time. And, a lot of times it just falls through or people are like, yeah, that sounds great. And then when it's time, they're like, eh, I'm busy because they have their own stuff. But to be able to get, you know, these people, and we might have a couple more that, that fall into place, but I'm excited about it. Very cool. That That'll be a different kind of experience besides just coming and seeing a movie, but yeah. to actually interact with yeah. people in the industry. So that's great. Especially in such a boys club that mm-hmm. Chef oh, yeah. is like male... Macho, all that yeah. for very, them to be in that, very. and they must be kicking ass. <laughs> Absolutely, and then closing out the month of January with the best film of the month. I, I agree. Say the is, best for last. It is the best in show. No, that's it. That's, that's the title. It's best in show. Yeah. <laughs> great <here>. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I read that book. I don't. I don't even know that there was really a script either. To I be kept, honest, I, think I it was kept all trying in. to find a spot where it's going to fit into a theme, and it just never did. And like, we've got to just, we got to just show it. it. Yeah. yeah. So we did, right, David? Yes. Could have been a quote along. <laughs> Would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. I think it will be. <laughs> whether you know, you, whether you mean in, it to be or not. Quote yeah. along. Yeah. Uh, so a lot when of you fun. see the things and the people are just uh, the words the mouths know, moving yeah <laughs> yeah uh, tons of fun so be sure to close out your month of January on a good note come out here and see best of show on Thursday at seven o'clock and don't forget how did the karaoke how's it been going the, the karaoke slow but you know what we decided oh, we decided that trivia and karaoke are even better when you have drink specials really so <laughs> Who I thought? know well we're a little slow oh. so we're gonna start having like a dollar off domestic beer I think and then three dollars off wells and drafts which is that's what I get excited about yeah. three dollars off um, so we're gonna have that going for every trivia and karaoke from this point forth. That's fantastic. That's so trivia is Tuesday nights mm-hmm. and that starts at 6.30 or 7. I forget. I don't know. When does trivia start, David? Starts Are at you seven. here? Seven. Oh, I am. This, we're talking he's, about your thing. He's, yeah. He's well, well, trivia starts David at 7. Man, we have a variety Messiah. of wonderful fun rounds that we do. Last night, we did Pixar and I actually upped the ante because typically we only do one bonus round. Right. Not bonus per se, but Themed. themed around, right. So Pixar is such a big thing, and people love Disney so much that I did, out of my five rounds, four Pixar rounds. What? <laughs> yeah, it was insane. What? And then on my last round, I made it the hardest, like, random movie theme questions Shut I could. Shut your mouth. No, you didn't. Because it was like all these Pixar fans were like, oh, I'm so pumped, I'm so pumped, and they're killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. And then nobody and then scored that last in the final round. round. <laughs> like, I didn't want it to be something where, oh, they can just run, run the table. Uh, I wanted to give a chance to all of our regulars who who like Pixar, maybe not huge fans, but are here for the movie trivia. And uh, yeah, it, that last round knocked like two of the big Pixar teams out of contention. Uh, but you know, you gotta <laughs> just have a, evil. It's all about well-rounded information. They would have really had a hard time if I'd only done the one. Right. So, and uh, next week I might go all in on the theme because it's I love the '80s, and I love the '80s is. From 80 to 89, or yeah. I guess 90. It's uh, a great day. Yeah, so it's tons of movies to choose from. So I don't think it's ridiculous to do a full on 80s movie trivia. It'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So trivia at 7 o'clock on Tuesdays in the back lot, mm-hmm. karaoke at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays in the back lot, drink specials, lots of fun, interactive. You can't 
really i mean if it's a movie party yes you can interact in the theater but most of the time the theater is it's its own it's sacred it's holy ground it's mm-hmm. you don't text you don't talk but out here is a chance to come bring your friends out and have a good time just relaxing so after stupid. a tough day of work and yeah. yeah get some drinks and some food and have a good time and interact and and have yeah. a blast we're doing it and doing it and doing it well i was waiting <laughs> that was running through my head <laughs> cuz it's karaoke night now uh, so get your tickets to the special screenings. No tickets needed for the trivia or the karaoke, but get your tickets for these screenings because often they sell out and sometimes they add extra showings and sometimes you can't. So right. when it's sold out, it's sold out. You can get tickets through the DraftHouse app on your mobile device. Uh, if you don't have the DraftHouse app on your mobile device, go to your app store and type in Alamo DraftHouse, download the app. You can get tickets online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Or you can get them in person. Just don't wait till the day of the screening. You can find all of these events and upcoming events like February. I started to see some things trickling in yeah. on February. On it's Facebook, excited. just search on Facebook for Alamo Springmo. And go to the events page. Next week, we'll take a high-level look at high the level. month of February. Is there a theme for Zero February? Right can in. you tease us with that? Is I it, mean, is it, uh, does it have something it, to do with our next subject coming up? What would you call the theme? I don't know. There, there's a sort of element of romance mm-hmm. and uh, and the music of life. I would say, Isn't really, that, yeah, I think. and also anti-romance. Yeah, a little bit of that too. Sometimes love stinks. Yeah, yeah, love stinks. All right, hey, so Wednesday night, karaoke, bring it. All right, <laughs> listener comments. Tom and Lacey with do you nerd? Do you nerd over on YouTube? I am, I'm assuming they do. Yeah, they they do. nerd. <laughs> I know they do. They nerd here. It's hilarious. Uh, they sent in some comments this week. We attended the first Sirens premiere, which would have been about a year ago. Yep. And you better believe we'll be there for the next one this Sunday. And they were. Yeah, I they saw were. their photos online. Yep. Uh, and sweet free milkshakes. Little known fact: milkshakes are the food of choice for mermaids. Another little known fact: that is a lie. That made me laugh. Although they it may great. not be a lie. It may not be. Who made them? I mean, mermaid I experts. What's that? I would have stuck with it. <laughs> I would have too. Like, I would have been like, I feel like it would uh, dilute. But what do I know? <laughs> I don't. Any live mermaids in the water. come and said no? It's not. Is yeah. anybody that seen a mermaid said no? Yeah. It's why not? don't no, you? So. Why don't you tell us the truth, mermaids? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to do something with know. all the milk you get from the sea cows, I guess. I'm, think- <laughs> I'm thinking they like french fries, too. You never know. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tom and Lacey with Do You Nerd over on YouTube. They've got a bunch of videos out. You know, they <coughs> sent me a couple of videos of uh, being squirrely in the Alamo Draft mm-hmm. House after yes. a few of the movie parties. They're I know great. we've got the office space uh, video they sent us and... Uh, <laughs> After the Lost Boys, I believe that they had some fun joining in with the live music yes. out in the back lot with uh, their props from that party. So that, they're hilarious. <laughs> they are a lot of fun. Check them out over on YouTube at Do You Nerd, and hopefully we'll hear from them and others uh, so we can bring you more comments next week's show. The quiz over on the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network this week in honor of Appreciate a Dragon Day, which was last week, actually, Wednesday the 16th. We asked the question, your favorite dragon in entertainment and pop culture? And we threw some choices out there. I've not looked to see how the polls lining up because I really don't care because a lot of the fun, honestly, this week has been in the others. People are leaving their comments. We've oh, had yeah. some good ones. Uh, but we have asked you two, since we didn't get your comments Friday because you weren't at the studio, but you're we here now. Weren't. We're here now. <laughs> favorite dragon. My favorite dragon is Pete's dragon. 
Elliot from Elliot. Beach Dragon. Yeah, well, very good. Did you are, you are you talking the original or are you talking the, the original? Remake? Yeah. The original. I yeah. could not even watch the remake because no. I'm like I don't I don't care I don't care if it's amazing I yeah. I have my I mean I have my Peach Dragon yeah and and I can and I'm doing just fine right. not <laughs> all right so yeah Peach Dragon was like one of the first movies when we moved down from Chicago that I saw here downtown when the theater used to be downtown yeah. I just love it. I don't even know how many times I've seen it, but it's a bunch of times. I know that. Very so. good. And David? Mushu from Mulan. Oh, yeah. oh very nice. I've never yeah. seen Mulan. You haven't? No. It's, you know there's going to be a live action version coming I up. In the I, I don't know yeah, if this is months. true. I heard that Mushu's not going to be in it. So Really? I don't know if it's going to be represented by something else. Maybe I'm you know, telling stories out of school. But mm-hmm. uh, Never stop this before. Yeah, let's, never, get, let's, let's start that rumor. Pure conjecture. Boycott uh, it if it's not. not. That's but, right. yeah, I always... First off, Eddie Murphy providing his voice talent. He was always great in voiceover. Uh, you know, live action, not so much. Uh, but uh, <laughs> wow, Mushu's fun. Well, everyone knows that. <laughs> Look at the last fourteen years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty rough, spotty to say the least. But uh, great voice acting, fun character. Uh, you know, I, I grew up, and that was like my. F- that's my favorite Disney princess is Mushu. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, good choice. I like it. Yeah. yeah, very good. Well, you can vote. You can still log your vote on social media at Twitter at PGTC Podcast or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. We've pinned the poll, the pop quiz, right to the top of each of those pages. So it's easy for you to find it. Go in, vote. If you choose one of ours, just ABC or yeah, A, B, C, A, B, or C. And D, we always leave open for other. If you choose other, leave us your comments so we know who your favorite dragon is in entertainment pop culture. This weekend, this week, in the next week, coming up in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network, this weekend we're back in the home studio for the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. We'll be talking about what's new and newsworthy in entertainment pop culture. Be sure to check that out. Right after, Friday evening, we're going to do a live stream, a live Q&A on YouTube, so you'll be able to give us your questions. We'll be able to answer your questions in real time, and if we can't answer your questions, we will make something up. <laughs> Which that's we are very good at. That'll be in it, and you know, a lot of times that's more fun than the actual answer to begin with. So be sure to join us for that. The link to that, because it will be a private link, will be at patreon.com slash podcast. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there. We'll have some fun with that. Sunday evening, we're going to try something different. Don't know how this will work. Maybe the last time we do it. So you'll <laughs> want to catch it. <laughs> we are going to be watching the 2019 WWE Royal Rumble pay-per-view. <laughs> Ooh. Legally, we will not be showing or providing audio from that broadcast. What we are going to do is we are going to provide our own commentary for that broadcast, which should be fun because... Some of us have some idea of what's happening, and some of us have no idea what's happening, so it could be pretty entertaining. Um, But you'll be able to pull that up on your mobile device or on your computer, just mute whatever the real people, the professionals are saying, and listen to us. It'll be a lot of fun. Again, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast to get the link to that YouTube channel. It'll be live-streamed Sunday evening. Next Monday, we will continue to provide our morning report, kind of recapping what's happened over the weekend. Sunday night could be a short night, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, and then Thursday, of course, we'll be back here at the Alamo Draft House talking about next weekend's, this weekend's box office results, looking ahead at next week's new releases. Like I said, we'll hit the uh, 
the uh, special programming schedule for the month of February. Yeah. Lots of fun. Be sure to join us back here on the back lot by Alamo Draft House. And be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network on your podcast player of choice so you'll know when those new episodes are available. Tell us your thoughts on anything we've talked about or are about to talk about today because we are going to hit the Oscar nominations shortly. Tell us what you saw this weekend. Tell us what you're going to see. Tell us what you thought about the movie you saw. If we use your suggestion or your comments, we will give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. Again, on Twitter, at PGTC Podcast. On Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can comment on our YouTube channel. That's where Tom and Lacey do their business. That's where they comment. Uh, you can send us an email to popgoestheemail at gmail.com, or you can call the hotline and leave a recorded message at 417 986 7842. We would love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Links to all that and much, much more at popgoestheculture.com. Now, if they want to find out more about the Alamo Draft House, if you do the social media thing, all you got to remember is one thing, and that is Alamo Springmo. Just look for Alamo Springmo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. eHarmony. Pinterest, not Pinterest, <laughs> not eHarmony. Not eHarmony. TikTok. But Tinder. No TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you can download the Alamo Draft House draft app again. Try that again. The Alamo Draft House app. Again, just search for the Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store or online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Yes. The... The programming and the inputting of data and charts and graphs and PowerPoints and I have a conspiracy web upstairs. <laughs> the, he, we are ready to talk. There's string. There's pictures. <laughs> it's red string. It has yeah. to be red. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it looks good on camera. Right. I've just been waiting for a pause to eat this cupcake. This is <laughs> you start in. You've got time. Now happy birthday, Kenny. Sit down and eat that cupcake. Happy birthday, Kenny. Because by we're the about way. to turn the show over to David. Yeah. I all think. three of us can turn our mics yeah. off. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do all that, so but it's going to be something. Before we jump into the analysis, let's hit the major categories that received, that announced their Oscar nominees, starting with Best Picture. They could, could theoretically, nominate up to 10 films. Eight were nominated for Best Picture. I was very pleasantly surprised. They are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Turn him off <laughs> until we're ready. <laughs> Did you hear the yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody on that? Oh, there, was, there was another tss. I, I think that was the symbol being hit. Yeah. I mean, what's on everybody's mind, I'm just going to say, because it's easy. How many times have three titles that started with B been nominated for That's what everybody's That's been scary. wondering. I mean, I, I will yeah. say... How many times has the word black been in the title? <laughs> Twice. Right, you know. right. There's a lot to talk about. Mostly just that, though. So let's just yeah, talk so about So let's those just talk about that and then just keep on going. <laughs> uh, let's talk. We'll hit the rest of these. We'll hit the nominees and then we'll, we'll come back for the discussion. Director, best director, Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Uh, uh, <laughs> Cold <fun>. War. Oh, <laughs> uh, Paul Pawlikowski. There you go for Cold War. Nice. Uh, you want to hit the next one, too? Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for Practice the favorite. that one before. Alfonso Cuaron. For Roma and <laughs> Adam McKay. <laughs> for Vice. Good job, David. Yeah, that was the last one was kind of tricky. Original screenplay. Uh, we have First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, The Favorite, and Vice. Adapted screenplay. The nominees are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, 
Was that a theatrical release or was no. that just Netflix? Okay. I'm uh, sure they put it in a couple theaters. So just so they can get it. Yeah, they might have put it like the big markets. Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me If Beale Street Could Talk? Hey, there it is. And A Star yeah. Is Born. Uh, actor in a leading role. Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Surprise, he's there. Yeah. Actress in a leading role. Uh, you want to hit this one? I'm going to guess that it's Yelitsa Aparicio. Uh, for that Roma. Feels right. yeah. That feels right. How about the next one? Can you get that one? Glenn Close. Pretty close. Glenn Close for the wife. For the wife. Lady Gaga for A Star is Born. Olivia Coleman, the favorite. Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? That feels like her year in cinema. <laughs> That's actually yeah. the name of a movie. That's not what she asked. She'll talk about this year someday and she'll be like, Can, Can you, you ever even? forgive me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actor in a supporting role, uh, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? He's been fun to watch. Yeah. Reacting to his nomination. And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Actress in a supporting role, Amy Adams for Vice. Uh, Marina... De Tavira? Where were you on that sure. one, David? Sure, Roma. <laughs> Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk. Emma Stone, The Favorite. Rachel Weisz, The Favorite. The leading nominees, Roma and The Favorite, each had 10 nominations. And Black Panther, the first superhero film to be nominated for Best Picture. Here we go. Buckle in. Strap yourselves in for this one. David, All right. what thoughts do you have about this year's Oscar nominees? And, and you also, can start can anywhere you, you want. Can you put them in like a, a numerical? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Process? I'll okay. give them a numerical value. Okay. Uh, Here we go. All right. So before, Everybody else, go ahead and turn your mics off. Before I rant too much, I would like to start off with uh, when I saw the nominations, there were some that I was very, very happy about and some that made absolutely no sense as far as best picture, best supporting actor. Some of them were fairly moronic, I thought. <laughs> uh, so Don't I was like, out. well, I, I was worried I might be biased because I didn't like a couple of the movies. I thought, hey, this isn't fair. I'm not everyone. I can't have the end-all, be-all opinion. So I went, I got on my laptop, I did a little research, and uh, I went to, I did a lot of research, <laughs> Uh, and I went through uh, some of the movies that I thought were questionable and some that I thought should have been in the list for Best Picture. That was the one that I could focus on the most as far as like scoring. Right. So I went to the top three sites for like movie reviews, which would be IMDb, Metacritic, and Rotten Tomatoes. And I took the, uh, like with Rotten Tomatoes, they have a total percentage, right. but it has to be weighted. It has to be weighted by the actual average score. So something could have like a 95% and average of 7.2. So what you would do is take 95 times 0.72 to get an actual weighted score. And I did that with the audience score as well on Rotten Tomatoes because sometimes critics don't line up. I wanted to make sure, you know, if it's best picture, everyone should like it. That's important. So I did that. I took the IMDb score, and then I took the Metacritic score. I added them together, divided them by four. So that's my thought process, and I assigned them a value between zero and 100. Okay. None of them got to 100. Right. Uh, so did any of them get to zero? <laughs> did you go with your Some are closer than you. others. Uh, so the movies that stood out to me, I've, I've whined about these before, but uh, Vice and 
Bohemian Rhapsody make absolutely no sense being nominated for Best Picture. And for comparison, I also have some movies that I thought were really good that stood out that should have been in the list. Okay. Okay. So, so, so knowing, that, first of all, that they could have nominated two more yes. and still been at 10, exactly. what two were not nominated that you feel like should have been? would be a good place to start. I would say, uh, based off the scoring, I would say 8th grade and actually Mission Impossible 6. Uh, If Black Panther can make it in as a big budget action movie, so should Mission Impossible 6. And actually, the scores together uh, culminate into an 80.29 versus Black Panther's 76.58. And uh, that actually is a that's a handy uh, trouncing, by the way, because uh, with all these scores, they're, you know, they're within about Fairly, 10 of each yeah. other, aside from the worst two movies. Yep. Uh, so knowing that those two should have been nominated just to round out the top 10. Yeah. And then, so if you were going to remove films, what would you remove, and okay. what would you replace them with? I would remove Bohemian Rhapsody and uh-huh. Vice, and, and I would with? replace them with Leave No Trace and A Quiet Place. Uh, both of those scored... Oh, there is a t- over a 20-point gap between those movies and the ones that were nominated. Okay. And that, uh, that ends up, Vice ended up having a 52.09. Of all the data that I put together, it had the lowest score. And then Bohemian had a 53.11. Audiences seemed to really like it, but even that was not enough to bolster it into a reasonable value. Uh, also, sidebar, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Best data that I had of all of them, 85.67, not nominated for best documentary. Foolish. It's stupid. Right? It was mostly clips, though. Yeah, it might have been mostly clips, but so was Vice. So, you know. <laughs> and it's a documentary, so you're going to get lots of clips. I liked Vice. You know what? I, I didn't really like A Quiet Place as much. See, that, see, I wanted to take my opinion out of it. Right. I know. So I just went raw data. I'm, and with me, I'm all all my feelings, <laughs> and I don't care about a single other thing other than myself. So, okay, go on. Totally <laughs> fair. Sometimes I'm that way. Uh, <laughs> but with Vice, and my some of my biggest issues were with some of the other categories it was nominated in. Right. Uh, it was nominated for Best Screenplay. I don't. I cannot see how that was the best structured screenplay based based on the cumbersome and jarring way that the movie's structured. Because right. a lot of times it has to stop and go back and tell you something else. Worked really well for the Big Short because you're explaining a lot of stuff that no one has an idea of. Unless you have a master's degree or a yes. doctorate in economics, you're not yeah. getting that. Yeah. Shorting, shorting the housing market. That I have no clue what that right. is. Still, uh, <laughs> I could pretend during the movie. Uh, but the movie is also nominated for Best Editing. And I cannot believe that they're nominating a movie that almost has a slideshow in the <laughs> middle of it right. uh, for Best Editing. It's, I wanted to love Vice. It had all the goodwill in the world. It could have been decent, in my opinion, and I would have enjoyed it. Adam McKay's a brilliant director, does not belong on that list uh, for directors. He's got done better things. He's done better things that aren't as highbrow. Right. Uh, so that's very disappointing you, to me. So do you think this is a pat on the back? Thanks th- for coming to play in a more highbrow I think market? it's a, uh, we gave you the nomination too early. I think the vote happened too early. I don't think everyone who voted for it saw it, or it had enough buzz that when people saw it, they misinterpreted it and said it was good. Uh, it was not. It is, by far, of all the movies, it is far and away... It's worse than Bohemian Rhapsody, technically, based off of my little metric. Right. Uh, and Bohemian Rhapsody is barely better. 
Um, also, I also, uh, you know, Black Panther is the first superhero movie right. nominated. Just to show that I'm not biased, I thought that Avengers Infinity War deserved that spot. It actually comes in two, uh, two percentage points below Black Panther. So I'll take a step back. Totally fine that that's in there. Absolutely. Let me ask this question. If you have it on your list, I don't know if it's a comprehensive list. I was surprised that an adapted screenplay, certainly... And then knowing again, there's two best picture spots that weren't used. Yes, I think Black Panther's there in part because of the zeitgeist around it. It's more about the movement than it is about the movie. As far as pure movie and looking at your values and the way you've ranked things, I felt like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which has some technical awards, but even then, it's really not very many technical awards. Yeah. I felt like that maybe should have been yes. the superhero movie from this year that got the nomination. Absolutely, and it shows that there's still kind of a lot... The, it's, it's ticking two boxes that they don't want it to tick, which right. is animated and superhero. Right. Black Panther only ticks superhero. Now, I liked Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, and I was talking with my girlfriend last night about this. I liked Black Panther, but it didn't really blow my socks off and the thing that I noticed about it is the movie has so much work to do in teaching you about the world that you're in right and with a big action movie there are a couple other directors that really handle that element which would be like James Cameron and Steven Spielberg and what they do have you seen Ready Player One right everyone seen that in here I have seen it it's a new world they have to introduce you to so what do they do Steven Spielberg just gets it out of the way at the very beginning. He just has the character say, this is the world I live in. I'm going to tell you everything about it in one minute, and you'll forget it by the end that we had to do this big exposition. He does exposition. Black Panther did that, though, too. I felt like Black Panther spent the first 50 minutes doing it, meaning it really spread out, and usually you like show, don't tell. But with a big action movie like Black Panther or a superhero movie, I'd rather just get that knowledge out of the way and then exist in the world. And I know it's trying to do world building, and I bet Black Panther 2 is going to be twice as good. I think Black Panther 2, it's done all the legwork. It's ready to just exist. Uh, Another thing, it's the first superhero movie to be nominated for Best Picture uh, on my metric. I went ahead and did data of the one that you would think Uh would also be nominated. Not Spider-Man, but... Aquaman. Not a show. No, no uh, in the past, The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. You're going uh, back. I okay, went yeah. back to that one just to check it out. Right. Uh, Black Panther scored a 76.58. The Dark Knight, 84.39. It would actually fall as number two behind Won't You Be My Neighbor on all the movies that I did data for. Uh, it's just, I think this year's Oscars, uh, they seem, this is, it's, it's going to be bad. It's really silly. I, you're supposed to respect the Oscars and their choices. Sometimes they make mistakes, but this looks like the Golden Globes. And Golden Globes are just a chance for the Hollywood Foreign Press to hobnob with rich, famous sit, people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I lose a little respect. I, uh, I'll still watch it, but you know I'll grimace the whole time. Hopefully these are just like pity nominees on some of these. Uh, and I'm not saying these movies aren't good to some people or some people like shouldn't like them it's just as far as the oscars it's it's 
that and the Critics' Choice Awards, those are the ones where it's like, we're going to go ahead and pick the best movies. Right. So what and did your data say about would be the best picture? The best picture, surprisingly, it would be Won't You Be My Neighbor. Right. Uh, which is not nominated. <laughs> which is not nominated. Not even nominated it's actually, as a documentary. Yeah. It's, it's far and away, like, of all the movies, it had the best audience score, best critic score, best meta score. Uh, it was, like, the second best Rotten Tomato score, but it was by 1%. Right. Uh, and it was weighted better. So, uh, uh, of what's nominated? Of what's nominated here, uh, I think it was Roma. Oh. Yeah. Which picked up the, was it the Critics' Choice Award? I, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, we're living in a s- situation, and we talked about this a little bit on Monday. We did our Monday morning recap, and we talked with Byron Burton from The Hollywood Reporter. We are in a situation this year, It's and it kind of reflects on, exa- on what you're saying, is where there doesn't appear to be a front runner because there doesn't appear to be a true best picture this yeah. year. We've had Bohemian Rhapsody was the Golden Globes, and then Roma took the Critics' Choice, and then the Producer Guild Award I think went with Green Book for it. So, and it, it's and each of those films has some issues with it. Roma probably the least amount of issues of the ones that have received the major you know awards and acclaim so far. So. So best picture feels kind of like a crapshoot, feels kind of like, well, maybe they don't have the best pictures of the year up there. Let's talk a little bit about some of the individual acting categories because in each of these, we have some what would appear to be clear front runners based on early awards. Um, Do we feel like that holds or do we feel like some of these other nominees may sneak in and, and take an Oscar away from somebody who's been racking up hardware all month yeah. long. For example, Christian Bale has won out. He's, you know, smoked the competition as far as actor in a leading role. Nobody is um, saying he's not the best actor this year, but is there a performance of those nominated? For example, Vigo Mortensen, this is his first nominee of the award season, nomination of the award season for Green Book which is interesting because everyone else did not have him on that list and the Oscars do. Um, Bradley Cooper has been shut out by Christian Bale. Rami Malek has been shut out. Um, Willem Dafoe, I, I don't know whether that's... I want to see that yeah, now. Because I, that's why I don't, I don't have an opinion on it because nobody's, nobody's seen At Eternity's Gate. Does Christian Bale take the Oscar here or do one of these other performances sneak in? I would like to see Vigo get it personally. That's just my. Have you seen Green Book, or is that just because? Just of from the what I've seen of the trailer and kind of just stuff like that, I just I didn't recognize him and the character that he's playing and everything. I just I like what he did with from what I've seen, and I wish I could have seen it before I made this comment. But right. just going from that, it looked. I, I I would like to see him get it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be upset with Viggo Mortensen winning. Uh, I do think Christian Bale is far and away the favorite. Like, I don't think... He, you don't recognize him on screen yeah, either. I, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't bet against him. Just, uh, he's he's consistently winning. He's got a run where sometimes people stand out and they just... It's, it's foregone con- conclusion. So I think Christian Bale, you know, he's got such a... And that's, that's the thing about Vice. The performances are phenomenal. Just the like, movie it's itself, fun the structure to see them. of the film. Yeah. I just, another couple drafts of the movie or something. Uh, yeah. I, I think Christian Bale 
should he should win this. Yeah, actress in a leading role. Now it's interesting because of the way other award categories are structured. It's not a, always a one to one because we have Glenn Close who has won a couple of awards for the wife. We have Lady Gaga who tied with Glenn Close for an award for the wife uh, with A Star Is Born tied with the wife, and then Olivia Coleman who a lot of times f- falls into different categories. She has won a couple of awards as well this award season. So if those three are your front runners, is is it too close to call because they've all taken home gold this year or? Is there one of those three that stands out? I think, uh, for me, the one I think that personally stands out is Olivia Coleman. Definitely. Yeah, I think that she would be, of those three, the front runner. Uh, Glenn Close might get it as one of those like legacy your career yeah. legacy awards. Uh, I'm very doubtful that Lady Gaga wins the Oscar. I She's don't. very good in that movie, and she deserved the nomination. But we did get a couple other movies that came out afterwards that you know these are polished veteran actors who put out brilliant performances i'm happy to see melissa mccarthy getting her second oscar nomination yeah that's great she's very talented and i like i want her to spread out her types of movies similar to how like uh like steve carell would do where some comedy some drama you know stretch your stretch your ability because she's very talented, and I like when she actually exercises that talent. So, what does your data say about? Oh, I see. Well, I yeah. couldn't figure out a way to properly do data for like actors and actresses. Oh, okay. Uh, aside from like going through the awards and comparing the winners. Gotcha. Uh, and I'd feel like you'd need to wait like the quality of the awards. So, right. I wanted to really stick with the movies. Oh, by the way, I just super quick off oh, topic. Well, not really off topic, but. Just a comparison of the Best Picture nominations between this year and last year. Mm -hmm. It is insane. Uh, Last year we had Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. This year, the Oscar Beatty movies sucked. There were like two or three that were good. Last year, December was just plum full of movies that are high caliber, high quality. Right. That's another reason why I think Eighth Grade Missing is... Stupid. Yeah, eighth grade missing blew my mind. Yeah, really. especially really, when they're leaving yeah. two spots open. There yeah. are two spots right. on the table. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that if you have 10, you should have 10 every year. Yeah. If you can't yeah. find 10, it's because you're not looking. Because right. you can throw your, hey, this is what people will tune in to see. They throw Black Panther up there, yeah. you know, in that 10. But I would actually prefer three fewer on the list. Uh, just go with five. If you could, yeah. I, if you couldn't find other movies that were yeah. good, how did you find those? Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, but yeah, that's just me whining. How about that supporting actor category? Let's now? talk about that one because it's another one where you've got a couple of clear front runners this season. Uh, Mahershala Ali for Green Book has won every award in that category. Critics' Choice, Golden Globes, Producers Guild, and Regina King has done the same for If Beale Street Could Talk. Again, any real competition here, or did these two walk away with this one as well? Is it a foregone conclusion, or is there another performance of those nominated that could threaten their Oscar chances? I would say for actor in a supporting role, Mahershala Ali, uh, I don't think will win. Like, of all the ones that seem like a sure thing, he won way too recently for supporting actor. It's very rare that they'll double up. They'll, 
they're acknowledging that it was a wonderful performance, maybe even the best of the, the category, but I feel like this is one of those moments where you're going to get someone like Sam Elliott or Richard E. Grant who end up winning because it's later in their career, and who knows they if they're going to have another again. chance yeah. to win it. And uh, first off, Sam Elliott gives like a beautiful, heartfelt I was going to say, uh, he doesn't want to hear him get up and say something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd love to see him smile on stage and give a speech because it's going to be the deepest speech you ever hear and not like in like content. It's right. just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about pitch. <laughs> yeah. And I have one criticism in this column and... I'd like to preface it with Sam I think Sam Rockwell is a brilliant, talented actor. Last year totally deserved that Oscar. He's deserved other for ones sure. that he didn't even get nominated for. Right. Like Iron Man 2? Exactly. Oh, wait. That's Sorry. the one. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody's got to get a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. That's fine. Yeah. Take He's your money. fun in that. Yeah, uh, take your money and run. Yeah. But Sam Rockwell in Vice. He is in that movie sub 10 minutes. For comparison, uh, Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld gets about 20, maybe 25. And Steve Carell's performance, there are not a lot of Rumsfeld impressions. (laughs) I've seen a thousand people do George W. Bush. Maybe Sam Rockwell, he's a very talented guy. He pulled it back a little bit. But I've I've seen other people inhabit that performance better. Not Josh Brolin, but other people. I don't see how you can get nominated for an Oscar for an impression of a guy that everyone has an impression of. Yeah. Uh, his best scene is in the trailer, and they actually there's a different version of it in the movie. I'm like this the way he delivers this line is just like that's W. And yeah. then uh, in the movie it's like I like where's like that, the where's that part? Because yeah. he, he's asking him right now. It doesn't make any sense. But I think he's in it less than Anthony Hopkins was. In Silence of in the Silence Lambs. Of the Lambs. Yeah. And he's not the best performance in the movie. He's done better. It just, it's a silly nomination. I would give it to Steve Carell if you're dying to nominate Vice for acting, which is what it deserves. But yeah, I love Sam Rockwell. Don't get me wrong. Right. It makes no sense. Yeah. How about best supporting actress? Is it Regina King's to take? I know you have a soft spot for Amy Adams in Vice. I also I think Emma Stone and Rachel Vice could split the vote in from the favorites. Totally. They abs cuz their performances are so close. I'd give right. the edge to Rachel Vice, but they really should have thought about just campaigning for, for one, one of them because yeah. now neither of them gets a chance and Rachel Vice is phenomenal in that movie. She has to do more work than Emma Stone does. Right. So, and Emma Stone won recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that does factor in. I'd say Rachel Vice was wonderful. I haven't seen if Bill Street could talk yet. So I don't want to say, I imagine that... It goes to Regina King. Yeah? (laughs) In the story. Really? Yep. I'm very excited because she's very talented. I've seen her in a lot of movies. Yeah, Uh, and I too love Amy Adams. Yeah. uh, Especially in um, Talladega Nights. Bobby, she's great in that. (laughs) I know, I know. I liked her in Doubt. God, she should have gotten the nom for that one, but... You know, it's too late. But, yeah, she, she was great in Vice. She was. She was really good. But she is so quietly good that I feel like it works against her sometimes. You know, she just makes it look so easy that it doesn't feel like she yeah. really had to stretch for anything she does. It's very and naturalistic. I know. It, sh- it should not count against her, but I feel like it's going to. Do you feel like it'll catch up when she gets mm-hmm. a little older? Is she this generation's Meryl Streep? Yes. I would, yeah, I would, I would say, say. I would agree with that. 
She's been nominated, I'd say, I would just guess six times Mm -hmm. for uh, an acting award, uh, as far as Oscars are concerned. She's consistently good, even in kind of mediocre movies, you find yourself enjoying her presence. But in the big, like the hearty acting films, she really, really stands out. And, you know, some people think that she falls into the background, or that she's just so good that it's completely natural and it's but just me, doesn't, she doesn't I'm, I'm look like she's worried yeah. just said that uh, it was me <laughs> I don't people, some people I'm say that call you out idiots <laughs> yeah, I was rolling my eyes and pointing uh, <laughs> but yeah I, she'll I know she'll get one so I'm not worried about this year wouldn't be surprised if she's nominated for next year uh, ooh what's she in something good <laughs> okay if she's in a movie probably good something good comes uh, out late in the year yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> November, something December. in fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I would be happy for Regina King if she won. Uh, I can't wait to see the movie and actually form a real legitimate opinion. But yeah, it's I a think this category movie. is, is, it a good is category. Just, it, it is devastating to it watch. Feels like Oscars are so embracing real. diversity more mm-hmm. this year, which has been a about time thing. You know, with right. the Oscar So White campaign a few years ago. Let me ask you this, since we're kind of touching on the social impact, and again, we've talked about how Black Panther may be more of a, the social response to that movie than the numbers, yeah, per se. Yeah, for sure. Uh, are we in this post-Me Too era, slightly post, maybe we're still in it, are we to a point where we see some of the gender-based delineations between actor individual acting awards disappear and is just best actor... In a role? I would love to see that in my lifetime. I don't think I'm going to. I think it's doubtful just because you would eliminate two awards. Mm-hmm. Like, right. with the way that it's set right now, uh, you get four big acting awards that are spread between uh, 20 two, people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you would have the nominations and then you would have the winners. And I think. It's it's probably going to be a tough call for that to to change. I don't think I know the Oscars are uh, pretty daggum politically correct, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but I th- I I don't see it happening. I don't expect it. Mm-hmm. If it did, I wouldn't care because the Oscars suck now. <laughs> <laughs> just but, just yeah. just food for thought because it wasn't that long ago that and I think on this what we pulled from I th- it was still. There's the whole debate about is it actor or is it actress? Is it a female actor in a role? Is it a f- actress in a role? So I know that Oscars has had that discussion. I didn't know if, if you had thoughts on whether or not we eventually just see the best performance in a leading role and the best performance in a supporting role, and maybe those rather than being five, maybe you don't, maybe you combine them and make it 10, maybe you make it like eight and you just pick the best performances. I don't know, just food for thought, something to think about as Oscar tries to evolve yeah. with the changing times, you know? I feel like uh, I feel like if they're going to do that, they're going to need to, like, hook women up with some better roles. Yeah. Some actually well-written, characterized roles, and I love The Favorite because it does that. Uh, I haven't seen The Wife, but it seems as though that is a strong picture that focuses on a woman's perspective. Uh, if they were going to do that, uh, I think there is a very 
important change in Hollywood that is happening, but I think that needs to happen a little bit more. uh, Before we get to that. Yeah. Like, ironically enough, like, Glenn Close, the wife, uh, like... I haven't seen it, so I don't understand. I like, really the, want to see it yeah. so much. See, I don't know. <laughs> and can you ever forgive me? I'm just kicking myself for not, for not you know, grabbing the realizing, hey, this isn't going to be here very long and getting in there when I could. Yeah. I, I would love to see like that transition where it's equal footing, so the opportunity to rise to the top doesn't seem so competitive. But just based off of roles, not performances, just right. based off of roles, I think that uh, men would take a lot of them. And that's just because just a there's right. a greater pool if of 80, juicy like 80% male of those, roles. Yeah. If 80% uh, of your roles, then it would ex- translate yeah. to 80% of your nominees would yeah. be male. And How I, stupid is that? It's stupid. It is stupid. I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not a fan. Uh, I just feel like the lens is different and it's wider and more accepting for males than it is for for females totally. and and I know that like nobody in this room feels like this but I you know I just feel like it's so ingrained and so just historically driven that we don't even realize how genderist we are all of us I mean to some extent and mm-hmm. so while I would love to see just one time just one time like everybody be throw it all in the weight. Thunderdome yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, like <laughs> who walks let's out? look at let's weigh each performance individually instead of whether it's a female or male. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Last thought on the Oscars, and they wisely have backpedaled from this. Best popular film was something that Oscar had played with and threw it at, and I don't know that they were ever serious as much as they were let's throw this out on social media let's plant the rumor with a couple of outlets that will give us the reaction we need to gauge whether or not we do that because there was an instant backlash in particular with Black Panther people saying we don't need your it was good because people liked it we if it's a good movie let's nominate it for best picture whether it should be or not is you know up for debate but not they've they've walked back the thought of doing a best popular feature. What do you think about that? I uh, hate that they had to do that just based off the nominations here. Like, I think you would not see Bohemian Rhapsody on that list if that category exists. You would not see Black Panther on that list if that category exists. You would not see A Star Is Born on that list if that category exists. And People just didn't... I don't think they like the term for it. They right. Just, as Vice has taught me, branding is very important when you're trying to convince people of things. Uh, so they should have called it something like the Patriot Movie Award or something. Uh, but uh, America's yeah, Choice Movie exactly. Award. Exactly. Yeah. It really just rings. And I like it. Don't it doesn't everyone else? Uh, but I think there there is a big difference in the quality... Like, not saying that you don't love the movies, not saying that they're not good or great or amazing, right. but there is a different feeling and a different vibe and a different structure of how certain movies are made versus like artists writing out a script that like references self throughout, uh, has a poetic element to it, there's a lot of subtext, all these things rolled into a movie where you actually had to glean things, it's challenging, uh, show don't tell all that stuff wrapped into a brilliantly 
produced movie. Like, it just ticks the box of everything that you could want good. And with, like, even, I'll say Avengers Infinity War as comparison, because I like that more than Black Panther. It is so awesome and great, and I loved it. One of my favorite movies of the year. Very well made. It's not on that caliber. It just right. isn't. It's, it's not like a superhero movie can't be that, because I would argue The Dark Knight you have Christopher Nolan directing a brilliant superhero movie with subtext, acting, it's visually stunning, it's well scripted, you have everything from a good movie and you have it in a, in superhero, a superhero movie, movie right. where almost the superhero element takes a back seat. Yeah, you yeah, could have made that movie without yeah. the Batman and yeah. made it, you know, it could have been a CIA agent or they it could have be been just yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and... I like the idea of a popular movie category because it does recognize, like, I thought Mission Impossible 6 was one of my favorite movies of the year, and I thought it ticks most of those boxes. If there's a popular category, it's it nominated. deserves it. I, don't, I can't believe it's not... In, Technical ones. It's silly. The technical <laughs> awards this year are really Dumb. odd. Yeah, yeah. which is why I didn't include them in the discussion because number one, they're their own thing. But mm. it just was weird this yeah. year. Yeah, I. It just seems kind of out of Son- a hat. Sony's patenting technology to make into the Spider Verse, and it's not any technical recognition whatsoever. It's it, yeah. It was an odd, a bit far fetched. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there needs to be some restructuring and reevaluating with the Oscars. I'm curious how much it is that as like time goes on, the pool of Oscar voters changes, right. and adapts. So maybe what we're seeing is that younger group, the younger field coming in, starting to influence. Yeah, having a little lower brow opinions, and that's again, I think Black Panther is a great movie. I think that A Star Is Born is a great movie. Uh, and I loved him. I don't think Sarsborn more more so is, mm-hmm. but I don't think their best picture caliber. That's it's the I best movie. Think, of the I year. don't think a Sarsborn is best picture caliber. So I agree. Yeah, and I loved it. I, it's cool that it got nominated. It's not gonna win, right? Uh, but it's cool that it got. I nominated. liked it. I definitely thought you know Bradley Cooper did an all-too-real job portraying late-stage alcoholism, like, yeah. mm-hmm. chillingly, so, for sure. And give him something for that, you know? Yeah. And Lady Gaga, oh, she can act and sing. That's super cool. But, yeah, as far as, like, awards raining down, you know, I don't feel like we should be so shocked that he directed and she acted that we should <laughs> give them all the, Just all the because, shiny things. Yeah. yeah. I also think her performance... There's one moment that deserves an Oscar nomination from her performance, and it is her singing and emoting at the same time. Yeah. Uh, that is the moments where she she's singing and emoting. <laughs> yeah. Those are the times where she, it's, she's in her element. Right. When she's like delivering lines and stuff, it's almost a little stilted. I thought a couple times, like there's a moment where she like looks back at Bradley Cooper and like sighs and smiles. And I was like... <laughs> Was that how we yeah. read on the script? Yeah. Because, this is, yeah. because this is a commercial a for a yogurt like, or something. Is she even into him? Like, uh, she's not that into you, bro. Yeah. You know, it's, it was more like, oh, this is just the natural things I have to do to get my career to advance. It was very sad to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't believe that. Yeah. The and chemistry it, was real. Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel. And I love the real. movie. The chemistry between them at that award show was a little more real than yeah. in yeah, the was. movie. And tense, yeah. that's a tense moment and yeah. so uncomfortable. I was really hoping when she, <laughs> that he'd go up there and stumble around. It'd be cool. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, this year I'm far less excited than last year. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to mention one more thing for yeah. director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope Spike Lee wins because I would really like to see. He that. has an honorary Oscar, right? And the guy has. It's like when Scorsese He's, won for The Departed, right? He he, des- he deserved an Oscar. He really won for his body of years work. ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was for body of work. And Spike Lee, not only did he put out his best movie in like fifteen years, like amazing. It takes humor and it makes you feel bad about it, right? Uh, and he's so talented with that. Uh, Spike Lee deserves this. He does far and away. Yorgos Lanthimos will make better movies. He will make more movies. Uh, he's very talented. All of his movies have been great so far. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Will he make a better movie than Roma? I wouldn't be surprised. Because that's kind of his, I mean, isn't, that's, the that's most his intimate most intimate movie. Yes. Uh, so I think between those two, but Spike Lee, like he is an, he's an artist with I an agree. authentic vibe. Like he is agree. one of those people who... You, you know, know you're it's a watching Spike yeah. Lee movie. <laughs> yeah. Totally, you know right you're watching a Spike in. Lee joint. Yes. Yeah, and I just think his perf- his his skill and his craft. It's he showed something that I hadn't seen in a while from him, and I really hope he still keeps kicking movies out like this because this was fun and biting. I would watch it indefinitely amount more times. Like yeah. so many more. I've watched it twice. The and start I is could, so fun. Yeah. The, like, cause it's great. Alec Baldwin's hilarious. Uh-huh. And then like the content of what he's saying, like you want to <laughs> laugh because what he's doing, Spike Lee is making you feel guilty for laughing. Right. He's creating a moment where this is something funny happening, but it is about something bad. So you shouldn't laugh. But I'm going to I do it. Dare you to I laugh dare at you this. to. It's yeah. like when your kid cusses. Yeah. You know, for the first time, and you're like, it's like that's bad. He bad. shouldn't be doing that. But cuss words are. <laughs> but he used it correctly. Yeah. So yeah. what can we say? And and I'm so proud and happy. <laughs> and like by the uh, end of it, it like darkens and gets more uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it, the humor just kind of slowly drops out of it. And for like that's as like an attention getter in a speech. Sitting there and watching that part, I was just like, "Oh yeah, it gripped me for Whoa, a minute." One, this is gonna be something for sure. The stylistic choices, like when they're going down the hallway and they're just like floating. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so that movie is mm-hmm. so cool. This I is, wish we were watching it right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's wrap this up. Yeah. And we'll go watch. We'll go watch Black Clansman. That was my rant. So tell us what you guys think. You've heard what we think. Some popular. Maybe discussion, maybe some that you take umbrage with. Maybe you umbrage. question the methodology. Maybe you agree completely. Whatever anyway. the case might be, we want to know what you think because the Oscars are coming up in less than a month. The nominees, it's fresh. Everybody's got their hot takes right now. Let us know what you think about this year's Oscars. Again, you can hit us on Twitter at PGTC Podcast. You can hit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email us at popgoestheemail at gmail.com, or you can call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We want your thoughts on this year's Oscar race. Let us know what you think, and we will use your comments, potentially, in an upcoming episode. Anything or, else? Or if you just made it through the whole show, just comment. Yeah. <laughs> just comment. I survived. Cuckoo-choo. just put it in the comments. I survived Oscar Podcast 2019. And if you want to come sing, I survived. I will survive. 
karaoke nights hey, on Wednesday. Drink specials. Awesome. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we go? Anything for the good of the listeners? Anything for the good of the group? I feel like I don't have a single other thought in my head. I hope everyone listening has a lovely day. Me too. Have a good week. Me Have a good three. weekend. Me four. Happy Ooh. birthday, Kenny. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. You can't sing that song. We'll I mean it one more year. Royalties. All right. <laughs> I think those ran out. I think now it's on the on the table where you can just Is sing it, it after the first of the year? I'll have to go yeah, back I'm and check. I'm just not going to sing it as a favor to him and to everyone. <laughs> That'll work too. Yeah. That's it then for this week's show. I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Alamo June. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Have a good week. Come see a movie this weekend at the Alamo Draft House. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Later. See ya. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.